0: welcome to the copy dates podcast i'm your host megan taylor copywriter bookworm and founder of the copy template shop i believe that anyone can write strong copy and i'm here to teach you how to write words that sell your online offers while prioritizing real connection serving your audience and simply being who you are I know you have a message that deserves to be heard and unique skills that need to be shared. And in each episode, I'll give you an actionable tip so that you can write better copy, reach more people, and sell your offers in an easy and authentic way. So grab a hot drink and get ready to cozy up with your weekly dose of magnetic messaging and captivating copy. Welcome back to the Copy Dates Podcast, friends. I have a real treat for you today. We have another guest episode. It is our first guest episode in quite a while and our first guest episode of 2022. I am absolutely delighted to be welcoming Roberta West to the podcast today. Roberta is a sales funnel expert and she helps entrepreneurs make money while they sleep, that whole passive income dream with evergreen funnels that are perfectly tailored to their specific business. I have worked with Roberta in a different capacity, a few different capacities throughout the last couple of years. And when I knew that I was going to be talking about launches on the podcast, I knew that I had to have her on because she really knows her stuff when she's talking about launch planning and evergreen offers in particular. And she really takes a unique approach to developing evergreen funnels that I truly haven't seen out there before. She has some real golden nuggets to drop for you guys today. So without further ado... Let's dive right in. Hi, Roberta, and welcome to the podcast.
1: Hey there, Megan. So happy to be here with you and talking launches. Yay,
0: launches! When I I knew that I was doing three months of launch content on the podcast, you were the first person that came to mind. I was like, I absolutely need to have Roberta on the podcast. Oh
1: my God, I'm so excited. I love that, you know, I am doing and kind of getting a little bit of recognition for, for this because honestly, just getting started and ahead of myself. Uh, but I've worked with launches in a corporate world for over 10 years and never occurred to me to be known for it <laughs> in my business. It was just such a like a, a weird transition or pivot for me. And I'm so happy that, you know, people like you that we worked together before is starting to look at me like, Oh, I can learn something about lunches with Roberta. And that's so exciting.
0: Absolutely.
1: Thanks for thinking of me.
0: Of course, like (laughs) seriously, top of mind. And for those who don't know you and haven't come across your work before, can you tell us a little bit more about what you do and a little bit about that background?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I quit my corporate job just a little bit over a year ago, and like I already started saying, I worked with project management and launch management in the biotech industry for a very long time. That was my career, and when I decided to open my business, which is just Roberta West, I do a mix of um, programs that help entrepreneurs launch faster, launch better, plan uh, better, bigger launches uh, for their businesses, and mostly... Digital course creators, digital membership creators, people in the digital space, they're looking to capitalize on their service, change their services into a digital product. So that's primarily what I do. And later in 2021, I also created Straight to Evergreen, which is my flagship kind of program that teaches people how to create an evergreen funnel offer properly from the get-go
0: all amazing stuff. You've created so many wonderful programs that I know have helped so, so, so many people. I'm just curious as well, how was that transition for you coming from the biotech world into the digital entrepreneur space?
1: You know, it's been, it's been years kind of on the back burner. It, in true fashion, a side hustle or a side, almost like a, just a release kind of you know, way for me to be more creative. So it took me years to even figure it out. Like, what would I want to do if this would be my main income, my main focus? Like, where would I want to be? So I changed quite a bit. I took my time for the past two years before I left. You know, I tried different courses. I tried different services, things of that nature. So I could really, when things came together for me. It was mostly like, okay, I'm I'm no longer a, just a hobby <laughs> entrepreneur or side hustler. This is what I want to do for a living going forward. And it was really the kids, you know, and creating those launch plans and templates and things like that, that did it for me. It all came together. And I said, you know, it's time to, to drop the training wheels, right, like and commit full time. So that was very organically done like i didn't really push her head a time frame it's always great to have some expectation but i feel like it worked in my benefit to let the experience come to me and let the 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 stars kind of align i'm not really much of a, an intuitive person that way but It was great that I didn't try to control that. So if for anybody that is going through this process or is doing the side hustle, I know I felt so many times like I was behind that, you know, I couldn't do as much as other people in the industry. Like I was already learning how to create and launch courses. I could never get close to what other people were doing, people that were full-time, you know, and hiring was so complicated because now it's another person that you have to manage on top of like your already super busy schedule. So to me, it was a very slow progression and the moment I accepted that my journey was going to be slower and different than everybody else that I was seeing in the groups, in the, you know, in the programs was when I actually moved forward. So I know it's really hard for anybody that's going through the process, but I had a kid at home, like when COVID started, he, you know, he, he came back, he, he didn't go to school for over a year. And so I was like, homeschool teacher, uh, you know, full-time mom. And, I was working full time on a corporate job that, you know, with COVID, we just got super crazy, like meetings at 6am and all of that. So when I finally understood that my journey was going to be very different than everybody else that I was seeing out there, and I decided to just not compare, that's when I started looking at my own things and what I could could potentially do with the time that I had. And that's how I progressed in months. I quit my job. I was able to like save up some money, quit my job. And I already had a first program and a first offer that, you know, I tested and it felt great and it had some good feedback and I just leaned into it. And that was my start.
0: (laughs) I love that so much. I've been having a lot of conversations with some other entrepreneurs lately around that and how there's so much pressure to be on a specific timeline, to find your niche as quickly as you can, to figure out what your superpower is as quickly as you can, or else you're going to fall behind. So I love that. I think that's, that's hugely motivating and inspirational for anybody who's kind of feeling like, oh, I need to figure everything out ASAP. The more that you take your time, the more you're able to kind of lean into things with confidence. And it's like you, you built that little safety net for yourself, which I really love.
1: And I think one thing completely off track, but being grateful for what you have, it was something that I struggled so much because I was stuck into this perception that I didn't have all that I needed. Like it was always my situation, this victim kind of mentality, a little bit. And it was actually when I started being grateful for having an income, for having, you know, like not having to worry if I made a bad investment in my business for example if I bought a course that didn't pan out or if I invested on a tech tool that I didn't use for months it was okay because I was still getting you know the baseline I still I was still getting paid so being grateful for your journey and where you are it's also gonna shift how you present your offers like When you come from a better place, it truly shows. And I know you know this from copy, like from your copy, like that's where mostly I feel it presents itself. But it was, it was part of this journey and this transition to be grateful and work with what I had in order to be a better entrepreneur and being able to do this full time.
0: Love that. Love it so, so much. So, okay, I know that you mentioned that your flagship program deals with evergreen funnels. I know that you also do a lot of live launching yourself. So for the people who are listening who are maybe new to this concept or still aren't sure about the difference, can you kind of explain the difference between a live launch and an evergreen funnel strategy?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So in general, and there's a lot of nomenclature going around, everybody calls it a little bit differently. But in general, a live launch or a cohort is a program, a digital course or a membership. You know, we're talking about those kind of offers here. A live launch is when you open cart and you close cart, usually like seven to 10 days. And it means that you're only selling your program. People can only buy your program during that time. So that creates a whole environment. You know, it's a different environment where you can actually tell people like, buy now because I'm going to close my cart in two days, three days, right? It's a different strategy to put your offer out there. Versus in Evergreen, What we have is once you launch or turn on your funnel, you're going to be selling or people are going to be able to buy your program 24-7, right? Or anytime that they see your ad or they see your promotion or they see an email from you. So your program is available for people to buy 24-7. So this is pretty much what the differences are. And there are several names like automated sales funnel, uh, evergreen funnel. There's just so many names for your evergreen course or launch strategy.
0: I love that. And I love how much you simplify it, that an evergreen funnel is basically just an offer that can sell 24-7. Because I think we immediately get caught up in, oh, an evergreen funnel is where I'm using a webinar, pre-recorded webinar that people can sign up for whenever. And it's not necessarily that. It's just something that sells for you whenever.
1: Absolutely. And you touched on a very good point. Like, Definitely people get so attached to the terms and the technology involved, but pretty much like that's the difference. Do you want to have that very intense period that you're selling and you're engaging and you're really live and present and doing that sale, you know, on a live launch or no, you want to kind of spread your efforts and you can have a webinar, you can have a lot, uh, an evergreen challenge, you can have a straight to your sales page. You can have an email funnel, you know, that sells your offer 24-7. There's so many ways to do it, but in essence, is just a way, like, do you want to do it in a certain amount of time and have that cohort, that, that group that comes in and goes together through your program, or no, this, is, this can be sold, you know, anytime while you
0: sleep. Amazing. That true, true passive income life. And I know a lot of people listening are going to be really attracted to that because, you know, I I talk a lot on the podcast about anti-hustle culture and really slowing down and doing things on your own time and in your own energy So yeah, evergreen funnels can be very appealing and I know that it's kind of your favorite. So can you tell us a bit more about why you love an evergreen strategy so much and why another entrepreneur should consider it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I think it is my favorite for the combination of factors, right? Um, obviously it is the dream that you just sit and do nothing and people just buy and you get money and you get ideal students and you love everything that you're doing and you, you know, you don't have any, but to get there, there is definitely a lot of work. So there's not, is not to glorify that this is a simple process, but it was the right, the right offer or the right way to launch for me because I think in terms of quicker solutions, this is a personal strength, let's put it that way, or a business strength that I identified, you know, a year ago that I get very complicated processes and I am able to translate into templates, into uh, tools into checklists. This is just how my brain kind of worked. And like I said, I never really looked at it. It was just something that I was doing as a project manager. Like I was breaking down very complicated multi-step processes into a plan and kind of calling people in like, this is what you do. This is what you do. So I was already doing and creating this, you know, my entire adult life. I just kind of made that my thing in business. So it was a true mix, like 50-50, that Evergreen worked for me for my offers because I had that way of, you know, doing a quick return to people, like a quick win Uh, And those perform so much better in Evergreen than the longer transformations. And we can talk about this in a minute. I just want to close back and say that the other thing is I looked very deeply into my audience and I recognized that they were looking for me for those quick solutions, They wanted something quick. Like when you are about to create your project plan, for example, your launch plan, you just don't want to wait three months, four months, six months to get it. So it, it was a mix of looking at my internal strengths. What am I good at? And if you are a person that likes to work more as a coach and you like to give people this longer transformation that they need to be in contact with you, you might be looking at the opposite, like perhaps what you want to do is a live launch. So you have that opportunity to have a cohort, to have a group, to have a mini coaching experience, because that's your strength. And then obviously like your audience might have already gravitated towards you because of that strength. So that's like a match that you have to identify. Like what are people coming to you for? Because it's easy to think of like, oh, I would love to have a like my course sell anytime. But having this assessment, like, is this what I do best? Is this how I can serve people best? Is this what they want? Is where the true magic of like finding the right way of launching your course, finding the right way to put, to sell your course. That's where the magic really happens.
0: Totally. So Does it kind of come down to a little bit about, you know, whether or not your audience is actually willing to wait for you to open your cart to get that transformation that they're looking for? Do they need an immediate solution?
1: I think it boils down pretty much to it. And, you know, we can look at one example for, you know, to to illustrate this is I have launch plan in a day, right? Like templates that plug and play and you do it. Now, if I was teaching this program to project managers, to launch managers, I would probably have done the opposite. I would probably have done live launches because this is like a career building kind of course, right? People would absolutely wait three months to get into a bigger program that they get to sit with me and really dig deeper into like what it takes to launch manage and all of that thing so it's about where you want to position how you want to position your offer as well that's where like your strengths and your where you you want to go with your business kind of comes to play.
0: Awesome. So I know that that almost is a little contradictory to some advice that's out there because you do hear a lot of the fact that you need to live launch your program first before you go evergreen. And I know that you have a different take on that, which I love. So can you tell us about your opinion on that?
1: Absolutely. And I know it's kind of not mainstream. (laughs) So I'm going to put it out there. You know, if it's a shock, just sit. Re listen to this episode a few times. Maybe it's something that you want to try. But what I coach people in my program is that, again, like you got to find this perfect fit for you and your audience. And you might have different types of offer in your portfolio as you grow, right? You absolutely need to focus on one, but you may have different offers in your business. Like I just illustrated, you know, I could have gone both directions, you know, depending on where I was focusing at the time. Uh, But the thing with live launches is live launching your program will give you a ton of great validation, right? Do people want your course? Do people, you know, like the message that you have? Can you go live and can you create a webinar that people connect and convert? Like those are all great evergreen validation, you know, things. And, and I understand why people say you need to launch a few times, or you need to reach a certain return on investment or whatever, or earnings per lead before you go evergreen. And is in some instances, it does help a lot. Now, I come from the principle that There are offers that are going to perform better in Evergreen, and there are offers that are going to perform better as live launches. And after you live launch an offer three or four times and you got good results, like you're selling it and you're making a profit, and, you know, even if it's not at the level that you want, like tens of thousands of dollars, but it is working, this offer the entire thing like the way you sell your emails the the offer package right the coaching that you give you know very often we do have facebook groups that go with that offer you already perfected that offer for live launching so it's really like you're going to break that down and try to put in evergreen and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't and nobody knows, and everybody keeps scratching their heads after. It's like why it didn't work. I did it, everything that I should, but the, the matter of fact is that you optimized your offer for live launching, right? And now we're getting very deep into like <laughs> <laughs> the deep in, in the weeds of launching here. But you've done it so many times that you already perfected your live webinar. You already perfected your emails, meaning like your emails have all that, like we're closing card in a day We're you know, you have all of that set up. And then when you move that to evergreen is a complete different story. And most people just think that once they reach that level with their live launches, they just need to slap on a funnel, like put on the tack on top of it. And this thing is just going to skyrocket and is where 99% of the disappointment (laughs) comes to, which is like, you know, the copy, like the, everything you say is different in Evergreen, how you create the urgency, how you, you propose that you're going to give the results, right? Like it's very different to be in a group working together sometimes with a lot of help from the course creator than to just download some templates or, you know, getting and getting the, the result promise. So I do believe that live launching is absolutely a great exercise for you if you're just starting out or if you are testing your offer, like do people want your offer? But past that is really not a great indication that your funnel, your evergreen funnel is going to work in the future. So that's why I kind of go against the (laughs) against the main advice here.
0: Are you getting ready to launch your next incredible offer, but feeling a tad overwhelmed by the sheer amount of coffee you need to write to get things off the ground? Outsourcing to a copywriter isn't your only option. You can actually become your own best copywriter and knock out all of that copy in way less time with the help of the Coffee Template Shop. From our launch messaging journal to sales emails, templates, not to mention sales pages for virtually every kind of offer. The Copy Template Shop has all the templates you need to whip up high converting connection driven copy for your next launch in record time. Head to CopyTemplateShop.com and check out the sales copy category for all of your launch copy needs. That's CopyTemplateShop.com. So would you say that there are ways to validate your offer, even if you are going straight into Evergreen?
1: Absolutely. I think, you know, when you have that perspective that you are creating something that's going to live and breathe and grow in Evergreen, right? You do have the opportunity to create uh, mini launches, like not really your course launches, but you can create. Uh, different assets to test it out, right? Like, do people want to talk about your offer instead of running a uh, full launch, for example, creating all the pieces? What I recommend people in my training, for example, is that they create a challenge, a free challenge that people actually sign up for the main offer, for the main transformation, right? Right. That sets in motion so many things that are proper for your evergreen because whether or not you are starting with it, at a certain point, all evergreen funnels will need some sort of paid advertising, right? So starting with that in mind, like, can I find the right people for this offer from the very beginning? it's been so critical and transformational for people coming into the program or like looking at Evergreen as a start to finish, completely separate offer than your traditional live launches. And by all means, like there's no right or wrong. It's mostly like how you approach this testing and this validation. And we're looking at different uh, go, no go kind of items. Does that make sense? Like what you look in a live launch that is a good indication or you're in the in the right track is completely different than what you look when you're uh, looking for a validation in evergreen.
0: Love that. And that's what I love about your approach to evergreen launches in particular, you very much focus on the offer and making sure that the offer is right rather than, you know, getting all the details of the strategy or the set in stone framework. Right. And so, I mean, we kind of just hinted at it, but where do people tend to go wrong with evergreen funnel strategies and what should they be doing instead?
1: Yeah, so 100%, like, I shouldn't say 100, but (laughs) 99% of the times that we see a broken funnel, right? Like a broken funnel is when you spend a lot of money, you don't get money back, like it's not even breaking even, right? Let alone making money in your business and your stress is like pulling teeth, nobody's buying, all of that, right? Um, When you have a broken funnel, it's usually because someone focused so much in the tech, right? It's like how do I use deadline funnels? How do I get better at ads? And those are those are pieces that you need to know obviously to have it working. But of the time is an offer message mismatch. This is where like the work of copywriters and like, this is where we can start kind of troubleshooting and untangling that, that funnel when we have to troubleshoot, obviously, like what I recommend is to start from the, the beginning, right. And test it, right. So you don't have to troubleshoot it, but that's when things go wrong, is that they really just assume that having a course that sells in live launches, for example, or that has sold before to your organic, to your warm, like to the people on your list before, that they are going to perform exactly the same once you put deadline funnels, once you have easy webinar you know, connected, that things are just going to go and skyrocket. And the first question I get is like, how do I fix my ads? And the ads are just getting people to your offer, but everything else, that whole experience that you are giving people through your funnel needs to be properly kind of untangled and reassessed, right? Are people getting the right information at the right time Because, like, you probably know better than I do, like, if you get people confused at any point, they will just click away and probably never see your ads again and they're lost, right? So, your funnel, every step that you put it out there, needs to have a clear purpose and leads them further into your process and that's all the thought and 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 you know that you have to give the technology nowadays it's so super simple if i can give one piece of advice to anybody starting like don't worry about the tech <laughs> until you have to but that's not where things break it's not ads and it's not the tech things break when you don't communicate the benefit of your offer Properly in Evergreen, and people don't have the opportunity to talk to you or to see you live or to ask you questions, right? And that's the uh, double sword of Evergreen.
0: Definitely
1: is the benefit, but it's also the downside of it that people cannot interact with you and really engage. And you know, they make that decision buy or not buy sort of in a vacuum, right? Or you you don't have a lot of control of how they are going to decide or you don't have any interaction
0: at that point. Right. And I think, I guess that's, you know, it sounds like it's especially important when you're talking about evergreen funnels, because the colder the audience that you were going after, the less exposure that they've had to you and to your message and to your brand overall. So we really, I think we sometimes forget that our client experience doesn't start you know, when they hit that buy button, it starts way before that starts, the moment they see your ad, as they're reading your sales page, when they click away from the sales page and they get, you know, all of those retargeting ads or those emails. So I'm glad that you brought up messaging. How important would you say copy is to a successful launch? I mean, even regardless of whether we're doing evergreen or live launching.
1: Yeah, so I truly believe that copy and messaging, it's like your best salesperson, right? If, you, if you're if you thinking of a launch like any purchase experience, right? You start by seeing an ad, oh, I need to buy a car. And then you go into the dealership and you're like, you get this Amazing salesperson that just comes in and knows everything, but it's not pushy, you know, it speaks your language, connects with you, and gives you all the right options. You know, get that whole world of information that I know you know about your program, you know, either in a live launch or in the in the in an evergreen, but the copy really leads people to the right information. Right, and connects and actually closes the sale for you. You can have amazing webinars, you can have an amazing, well drawn, uh, you know, well designed branding, and all of that. If your copy doesn't really hit those pain points and answer those questions for people in a way that they feel like they can get your solution. It's just a waste, like you're just going to get people confused. So I think like copy is how we communicate. And this is very basic. I feel like I'm talking. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, yes, they're going to read a lot. But good copywriting for launches is not about giving all the information. It's about giving the right information at the right time and understanding That process for your student, like when they don't even know about this, right? And we talk about that so much in live launches. Like when you start talking to this person, you know, a month or two months before you even launch, like what kind of information you need to give them? What do they need to know? And on an evergreen funnel is the exact same thing. If you just throw everything at them right up front, they will just get overwhelmed, right? So copy makes that transition from I don't even know what it is to like I cannot live without it I am buying this (laughs) and then reassuring them right like another part we don't talk much is like what is your onboarding process so when people get into your program like what are you giving them in terms of support and saying hey you're in the right place don't worry about it like if you follow this you get the result, and we are we're we're in this together. So, I have really great feedback from my own boarding sequence because people really feel like I give them the whole course, or like I guide them. They're talking to someone, and I try to infuse that at every part of my copy. And even when I work with a copywriter like yourself, for example, like we worked in so many projects and. It's very important that the course creator, the person that is creating the copy, understands that journey. And then a, a skilled copywriter will make it clearer, right? Will make it so that people understand that better. Will get all that, those pieces connected and engaged and like moving seamlessly through you know one to another but it is the course creator or the program creator's job to understand where their students are in every part and what do they absolutely need to know to move from your webinar to your emails to your sales page and through the purchase You know, if you have a funnel like mine that has several different steps, like what do they need to know at each step? I just got an email and I'll go through this really quickly, but I just got an email, uh, someone saying, look, I didn't like that you had an offer after I already put my credit card. And primarily because someone else did, uh, like I bought something else from some other creator and it just felt like I just bought the same thing. I didn't know the difference between one or another. So when you are in a funnel, whether you, or when you're launching, whether it's the beginning, you know the the journey needs to be so mapped out, so mapped out like you need to be sure that you're giving the right information at in every single point. and you do this through copy, right? We work so much to pull right from the copy some of the main, topics right when we design it is when you see it but you do it like when you when you're creating copy for a sales page for example like we spend so much time just picking the right sentence or the right topics so copy is your way of selling but in a deeper way it's not convincing people it's not being pushy it's not like here's all the features copy is about having that conversation and being that expert salesperson that you just want to buy more and more from it because it's just such a great experience.
0: I love everything that you just said, because it's absolutely true. And it echoes, you know, my whole sentiment towards copy. And I think a lot of people, if you're hesitant about copywriting, if you're hesitant about sales, it's so important to just come back to that, that you are doing your audience a favor, because essentially what you are doing is you are guiding them along that buyer journey by giving them all of the information that they need to make the best, most informed decision for them. And that's a, that's a very generous act, right? Like, yes, you are asking for money on the end of it, but it's a very generous thing to do to make sure that, you, that they are equipped with all of that information.
1: I know, like I had so many wrong kind of feelings about copy, like, you know, we are all seeing the, what is it called? The bro marketing, like mm-hmm. ads, right? It's <laughs> mm-hmm. like I have a jet. If you want a jet, buy my stuff. Oh. And it's like, oh, okay.
0: <laughs> the Lamborghini photos, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: No, we all have been exposed to that. But you know, uh, in the in the in the case, like the person that that contacted me, but she's like, I didn't really like this, but I knew there was other different offers. So, like, I feel that if you're doing well with your copy you're giving people the right option like you said right like your job is to give them all the right pieces in the right order so that they understand if they were talking to you pretty much like how i approach copy it's like if i'm talking to you what are the things that you would go through that i would put in front of you you know first like what are the things you need to know So that you come to the end, to the buy button, right? Like to the to the cart, and you say, you know what? I've seen enough. This is for me. This is what's gonna give me the result, and you you feel so good about your decision, right? Like the worst thing is when someone is like, just click, and there's buyer's remorse, meaning like, ah, did I get pressured into it, or (laughs) did I really need it? And you know, that's what refund policies are for, but. It's going through a process. And even if I just have a sales page, I think there is, you know, like as a copywriter, you know this better than I do, but there is a process and there is a journey and there is an experience that you are leading people through, right? So they can go through the steps to make a decision.
0: Totally. And I like that you said as well, it's not just the right message, it's the right message at the right time. And I think it brings it back to the fact that you need to know your audience inside and out, but not just in general, you need to know them in each specific moment. You need to know, you know, what their mindset is like when they're seeing your ad versus when they're reading your sales page versus when they're going through your onboarding sequence. And it can, it can change. And it's, it's so important to do that work.
1: And I I think like when I heard this in the past, you know, people are like, oh, you need to know your ICA and Mm -hmm. so on. Like one quick tip, I think like that, you know, people could do tomorrow and I don't know, maybe you have a different way, but like, I am always in conversation with people. Like the only way to know what they're thinking is to be asking different questions and being in conversation and paying attention to The groups where your your ideal student is hanging out, like, what are they asking? What are the confusion in their minds, right? Like, I just saw a conversation that several people posted in in another group about, like, what is the difference between one tech and another? And immediately my mind is like, well, if I'm teaching this one way or this one tech, like, I have to address that comment, right? If I'm someone that is, for example, having a course on how to create, how how to work with Kajabi, like this is one point that I didn't even have to ask my student what they struggle with. I just saw in another group that a lot of people were struggling with the differences. Why is like, if I'm teaching x tool why is this tool different than another one and i know this is a big pain point because a lot of people just volunteered that information right like so kind of um voice hacking i don't know you probably have a better term for (laughs) it
0: but it's market research yeah customer voice
1: you know you don't have to have hundreds and thousands of students or send a survey every week pay attention to the people you want to serve, what they're struggling with, what they're already talking. And whenever you have the opportunity, I don't like really answering or you know giving the answer in other groups. Obviously, like they didn't sign up to learn from me. <laughs> but I think it's very important that if you have friends in the industry that you can ask specific you know topics, specific points, it will level up your copy and your messaging so much more.
0: That's so true. I don't know, but you're the expert. Maybe you No, have. <laughs> I completely agree with everything you just said. And I think, because I think you know, collecting that voice of customer data and doing market research can feel so intimidating sometimes. And people think, oh, I need to be doing, you know, hour long calls to re- uh, interview people. I need to be sending out these massive surveys. And, but if you look closely enough, if you're really in tune with your audience, they're already telling you what you need to know. You just need to know where to look and what to look for. And you said it exactly. Sometimes it's in Facebook groups. Sometimes it's, you know, the questions people are DMing you when you're doing FAQs on your Instagram, like the answers are already there. You just need to be able to pay attention and be able to pinpoint it. Absolutely. Amazing. So for anyone who is listening who has never launched before, what is your number one Holy grail tip for them?
1: just launch
0: (laughs) just love it
1: (laughs) I know a lot of people are gonna like yeah shut down the the podcast (laughs) like right now (laughs) uh but you know before 2020 there were a million different ways that worked like you know people Swore by webinars, for example, like there was a way, a proper way to launch, right? You would do X, Y, and Z, you would get a good result. I noticed, and I know it's kind of where the industry moved or shifted, was in 2020, just a lot of people came into the space. So now everybody's looking for fit. Everybody's looking for the right program at the right time for them. This is what people want, and they want that honest assessment. The way you are gonna come up with your ideal launch strategy, if it is webinars, if it is challenges, if it is pay challenges, there's so many ways right now, like to launch, right? Or if it is email marketing, maybe you are great at email. I have a few students that actually are Fantastic with social media funnels, meaning like they are so good with social media that it's just kind of giving more traffic or just getting the 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 start a little bit, you know, more aggressive (laughs) to just completely blown up and scale their funnels. So you will only know if you never launched, you will only know the critical pieces. Do people want my offer? Do I know how to communicate the benefits of my offer so they buy? Is my price right or wrong? The only way to do it is by launching. So I would do as fast as you can. Just set up a date and do as much as you can in that time frame. And do not move that date. Even though I love a perfect plan, the reality for people that never launched is that you are going to be in so much fear that your mind is going to play every trick in the book to make you avoid or to avoid that pain of putting yourself out there. And let's just face it. Like a lot of people just don't sell anything, lose money, I mean, we've all been there so many times, right? Like, and it continue, it's gonna continue to happen your entire life. Like, I see people that make millions of dollars and they still put out offers and they don't go anywhere. You know, they don't offer that anymore because it's the name of the game. It's not by knowing how to launch or making it perfect, it's no longer a thing that happens. Like people don't have. Perfect launches just because they know X or they perfected everything before. Okay. So, definitely the advice, the going advice is not just me, but is set a date as fast as you can. And if you have an email list, this is kind of how you communicate with people. Go with an email launch. You don't have to get super fancy about it. If you don't like being on camera, you know, do a good social media like post graphics, do ads. If you don't like, like start playing with ads or go email route, whatever is easier for you, where you are today and just make that first date have that. You know, I love the, in launch plan in a day, the biggest thing I tell people to do is just set your launch goals, but the first goal you have to have is to just launch. So if you just put it out there and you sold and you open cart and you close cart and you went through your promotion and you got no sales, this is your goal number one for when you're starting out. And I truly believe this is how everybody that made this a business, you know, primarily have courses like I do. That's how you get there. Every time you launch, you know, and you learn a little bit more about you, about your offers, about your people. And that's invaluable. There is nobody teaching you anything out there
0: that will replace having that information. I love that. I love that so much. That's my complete ethos on it too. There's no such thing as failure because, you know, not making a sale doesn't mean that you had a failed launch you collected so much valuable information, so much valuable data on yourself, on your audience, on your offer, and that is never, ever time wasted. So I think that is fantastic advice. Love it. So for anyone who's listening, who is ready to create their evergreen ready offer, or if they think they have an existing offer and they're really curious about, you know, creating an evergreen funnel for it, how can they work with you to do that?
1: I would love to welcome you all in my program, Straight to Evergreen, where we really go deep into how to validate, how to look at those offers, what are the different pieces. So if you want to check out robertawest.com forward slash evergreen, we can start the conversation there and you can get to know more about what an evergreen funnel is.
0: Amazing. Highly recommend to anybody listening, by the way, I wrote the sales wow, page. Wow, the work sales page was, uh, <laughs> done by yours
1: truly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it's just, it is, it's a fantastic program. And I've, I've seen a lot of evergreen funnel programs. I've been in a lot of evergreen funnel programs, and it's a very, very different approach um, that I think is much needed in the world right now. And just for anybody who's curious about learning more about you in general, where is the place, best place for them to interact with you online?
1: RobertaWest.com is the hub (laughs) for all things. Uh, I'm also very active on Instagram sometimes. (laughs) Very active uh, every couple of weeks. So at the Roberta West, you can find me on Instagram and let's
0: chat. Perfect. And all of those links will be in the show notes as well. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today.
1: Oh, Megan, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to see all the launch, uh, episodes that are coming up. I think you're so needed. And, um, I can't wait to hear the feedback, what people thought about this episode.
0: Amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in to the copy dates podcast. I hope that this episode has helped you feel more confident in your ability to write copy and that you're feeling excited about sharing your message and offers with the world. If you love what you learned, be sure to hit that follow button so you never miss a future episode and leave us a review so we can reach more online entrepreneurs who want to develop authentic connection with their audience through powerful copy. As always, don't forget to show me where you're tuning in from. Snap a pic, share it in your Instagram stories and tag me at megantaylor.co. I'd love to connect with you beyond your headphones. See you back here next week. And remember, I'm rooting for you always i